Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Do you love time machines, musicals, and jokes? Of course you do. That's why Story Pirates creator Danny Teeger made a brand new podcast called Musical Time Machine. Who says you can't have a dance party while learning about diverse trailblazers? From Abraham Lincoln and Harriet Tubman to George Washington Carver and Thomas Edison. Search for Musical Time Machine on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts to join the fun. Hello, I'm Tanya Infinity. And I'm Gertie. I'm an eight-year-old kid, and Gertie is, get this, a 186-year-old Galapagos tortoise. We're the oldest living land animal on the planet. Pretty cool, huh? Know what's even cooler? Gertie has a special time-traveling show. That's right. Together, we travel throughout history to learn all about the past. Who knows where we'll go today? Time-traveling Tanya and her best friend, Gertie. About the past on a tortoise shell that moves so fast. Who knows where we will go today? Could be anywhere or any day. History is right here with us with time traveling Tanya and Gertie! One, two, three scoops. Four scoops. Oh, oh, don't topple. Whoa, look at all that ice cream. You practically have a tower. I'm trying to get in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most ice cream scoops balanced on one cone. Only 122 scoops left to beat the current record holder. <coughs> 126 scoops of ice cream? But I, I, I can't reach the top to get scoop number five and six and whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Oh, I don't think your mom's going to be too thrilled about this mess. Or the fact that we're out of ice cream now. Uh. Darn it, I was really hoping for an ice cream scoopy kind of day. Oh, well, I can help with that. After all, it is time traveling day. What do you think about us going back in time and meeting the person who invented the ice cream cone? I think that sounds great. Especially if there are taste tests involved. Then hop on my shell and buckle that seatbelt. We're going to... Uh, um, what is that stickiness on my shell? Pretty sure that's Rocky Road. Or maybe Mint Chip. Uh, probably both. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to clean that up. No problem. Uh, I, I guess that works. Hmm. Now, come on, time to go to the year 1904. Yay, ice cream from the past. And we're here, the Louisiana Purchase Exposition of 1904. You know me, I love a good exposition. Not that I actually know what that is. In this case, an exposition is a big public event to show up all sorts of art, performances, new inventions, and food. 
It's celebrating the 100-year anniversary of when France sold the Louisiana Territory to the United States. But because it's here in St. Louis, most people just call it the St. Louis World's Fair. Ooh, I hear ragtime music. Learning about that song and Scott Joplin. That's right. The King of Rag is performing here. His style of music will become very popular in this time. Look at these buildings. This is not at all like the small state fairs I've been to. The St. Louis World's Fair is the largest one ever held in America at this time. More than 60 countries and 43 of the 45 American states, this is before we had 50 states, are displaying their new inventions. It'll last for nine months and almost 20 million people will attend. And look at everyone, they're dressed so fancy. Yep, they're dressed in glad rags. That's what people call someone's best going out clothes. Well, I want to see everything. They say even if you gave everything just a quick glance, it'd still be impossible to see it all in less than a week. There are over 1,500 buildings and 75 miles of roads and walkways. I'll just settle for the ice cream tour then. Let's head that way. Oh, um, Tanya, why are you still sitting on my shell? I, um, um, well... Seem to be stuck. Ugh. Yeah, turns out six ice cream scoops is very sticky. Oh, lovely. I was hoping you would notice. Here, let me just do a little shake and. <sighs> Whew, thank you. For a minute there, I thought I was going to be stuck on you forever. I mean, I love you, Gertie, but a girl's got to have her space. So, where is this ice cream inventor friend of yours? I assume there will be samples? Actually, by 1904, ice cream had already been invented. It is very popular in America, especially since it's so hot and humid here. Especially with people wearing trash bags. Trash bags? Oh, <laughs> you mean glad rags. <laughs> oh, right. Look at those ladies. They're wearing lace all the way up to their necks and down to their wrists. They must be really hot. They are, but they're still having a great time. Here at the St. Louis World's Fair, people are introduced to the hamburger, hot dogs, iced tea, cotton candy, and the club sandwich. Not to mention the coffee maker, dishwasher, radio, silent movies, x-rays, and a ton more. Whoa, sounds like a lot of smarty pants live back in this time, huh? Yep. This time in the United States, from the end of the 1800s to the 1920s, is known as the Progressive Era. Progressive means improvement or changes, instead of things just staying the same. Including improvements on ice cream. That's right. Progress with the invention of the ice cream cone. What did they use before cones? Just their hands? Which isn't the worst idea I've ever heard of. Other than the whole sticky part. I'll show you. Let's meet someone who's about to fix a very specific problem. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, what's that thing? Wow, I want to try that. Ooh, let's go over there. Ooh, look at that. Is that your ice cream cone, friend? No. What about that guy? Nope. Them? Not them either. Sheesh, there are so many ice cream booths, it's almost overwhelming. You are right. There are over 50 ice cream stands here at the fair. <laughs> Tanya, meet my friend, Ernest A. Hamwe. Nice to meet you, Ernest. Wait, I don't see any ice cream at your booth. Nope. I don't sell ice cream. I'm a pastry chef. 
I grew up in an area called the Middle East, in the country of Syria. Even though it's all the way on the other side of the world, Ernest moved to America to make a better life for himself and his family. He's an immigrant. And America is the land of opportunity. Here, I can start my own successful business. But trust me, it'll be no duck soup. I hope not. I'm here for ice cream. <laughs> no! The phrase duck soup means something that is easy. He's saying it won't be easy to own a successful business. My wife and I saved up as much money as we could, which wasn't a lot, and opened this Zalabia stand. Zalabia? <laughs> That's a funny word. Zalabias are a popular dessert in the Middle East. Depending on where you find it, it means floating dough or a judge's mouthful. Because it's so addictive and delicious, if you serve it to a judge, he will surely rule in your favor. Oh, in that case, I'll be your judge. One Zalabia, please. One Zalabia, coming up. First, Ernest heats up two iron metal slabs that are about the size of a dinner plate. I put this special hinge on them so I can hold them over a charcoal fire. Then he takes the dough batter and bakes them in between the plates, which gets cooked by the fire. Then I sprinkle it with sugar, and here you go. Well, do you like it? Tell me. You're giving me the collywobbles. That's a saying they use in this time. It means having butterflies in your stomach. The only thing in my stomach is deliciousness. Tastes like a waffle. Shukran. That means thank you in Arabic. The only problem is nobody is ordering them. They don't know what they're missing out on. Zalabias! Get your Zalabias! You see, even though Zalabias are delicious, it's too hot out for people to want to eat them. All anyone is talking about is eating ice cream to cool off. Ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. Ice cream is all I talk about, too. Well, that and time traveling through history. The problem isn't that there's not enough ice cream. Remember, there are over 50 ice cream booths. The problem is how people are going to carry their ice cream. In this time, ice cream is served out of a small glass. It's called a penny lick. Ew! My mom says pennies are super dirty. They fall on the ground and they hang out in people's pockets. Why would you want to lick a penny? <laughs> I was confused about the term, too, when I first moved to America. People don't actually lick pennies. That's a nickname because ice cream is sold for just one penny. Oh, that makes sense. Sometimes they're also called hokey pokies. I know that song. You put your right foot in, you put your right foot out, you put your right foot Some in. Some claim the inspiration for that song actually came from ice cream. I don't know this hokey pokey song. I know a hokey pokey as ice cream sold wrapped up in paper. See, the term hokey pokey comes from Italian vendors. A vendor is someone who sells something, in this case, ice cream. They walk around crying out, ecco un poco, which means, here's a little. Like, here's a little ice cream. Yep, and supposedly the writer of the song heard a vendor call out, hokey pokey, penny a lump, have a lick, make you jump and turned it into a song. But we're not here to learn about the Hokey Pokey song. Back to the ice cream. Yeah, the important stuff. When they're served, the customer licks the ice cream right out of the dish and returns it to the vendor, who fills it up for the next customer. I hope they clean it before giving it to the next person. Well, that's part of the problem. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis is a terrible disease that makes you cough, exhausted, get all sweaty, and if not treated, it can kill you. 
People in these times are just now learning that diseases like tuberculosis can be passed from person to person. That they're contagious. So they aren't so excited about sharing ice cream bowls anymore. And even though the vendors started washing the dishes, the ice cream is selling too fast. See my neighbor over there? Yeah, he seems upset. That's because he's selling so much ice cream, he's running out of clean cups. Wait, that's it. What's it? What? I'll take one of my zalabias and roll it into the shape of a cone. Put it in the fire. And like that, it's cooled off. Here you go, neighbor. Try putting the ice cream in this. Thanks. What's it called? Um, I'll call it a cornucopia, because that means an abundance of good things. Good things like ice cream. The neighbor's ice cream cone sits perfectly on his cornucopia. Another cornucopia, please. Great. Let's be partners. You provide the ice cream, I'll provide the cornucopia. This idea became so popular, huge crowds will start to gather for the perfect pairing. Not only can people eat ice cream, now they can eat the dish. Genius! Technically, other versions of the ice cream cone were probably invented before now. But since there are so many visitors to the St. Louis World's Fair who are first being introduced to it, this is definitely where it becomes popular. Because people don't have to eat out of dirty dishes. It will be the best money maker for fairs and public gatherings yet devised. Cornucopias will become so popular, they'll become the go-to treat at fairs all over the country. Can you imagine if Ernest had never moved to America? That's right. When new people come to America, they bring their great ideas with them. They're yummy ideas. Speaking of good ideas, I don't want to be rude, but I should get to work opening my own business. I'll name it the Cornucopia Waffle Oven Company. No problem, sir. Time for us to head back to now anyway. Yeah, I left a mess and I better clean it up before Mom gets home. Hop back on my show, Tanya. Don't forget to buckle up. Ice cream cone for the road? Yeah, that's it. I'll call my cornucopia a cone for short. Thanks, Mr. Hamwe. I mean, Shukuran. Now I can enjoy my favorite dessert without getting my time-traveling tortoise friend, Sticky. You're a real hero. Truly. Thanks for coming to visit. Mael salama, Tonya. Goodbye, Gertie. Wow, even though this ice cream cone is from the past, it doesn't taste old at all. Thank you for introducing me to Ernest A. Homley. You're welcome, Tanya. Besides, learning where the ice cream cone came from, it's a good reminder that being kind and generous to your neighbor can really lead to great things. And that without that kindness, there'd just be a bunch of sticky people licking pennies. You're right, Tanya. <laughs> so very right. success at the World's Fair, Ernest traveled to other fairs and gave out over 5,000 free cornucopias to promote his product. By 1906, the name cornucopia was replaced with the word cone. He eventually renamed his company to the Missouri Cone Company. He died in 1943 as a rich man who had been very successful. Even though there are different stories of where the ice cream cone came from, most believe Ernest is the true inventor. In the 1950s, the International Association of Ice Cream Manufacturers named Ernest A. Homley the official creator. And thanks to it starting in St. Louis, the ice cream cone is now Missouri's official state dessert. 
Go, kid, go. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.